Hello, welcome to Crime and Grime. My name is Morgan Jones, and I am here with another true crime case for you today. All right, today we're going to talk about the boy in the box murder. Now, before I begin, this is a story that involves the death of a child, so I just want to put a trigger warning out there. So um, if it's not something you would like to hear about, I definitely understand. Um, I hope to see you again in another episode. Um, and I hope that I'll have something for you next episode that'll um, tip your fancy a little bit more than this one. Now, um, um, if you're ready to hop on board, I'm going to go a little bit into the background of this story. In February of 1957, a young man named John Stackwiak was in the woods checking his muskrat traps when he came across the body of a small boy found abandoned in a box deep in the woods of Box Chase, Philadelphia. Now, he was the first to discover the body, but because of his traps, he didn't want to call the cops and get arrested, so he left the scene and just basically left the poor boy's body there where it lay. Um... Sadly, but luckily, a college student named Frank Guthrum was following a rabbit and he was trying to like follow it and look for the rabbit tracks, you know, trying to go after it when he actually came across the body of the little boy and ended up actually calling the authorities. Um, the body was wrapped inside of a plaid blanket and put inside of a baby bassinet box from J.C. Penney's around that time. Um, from what I read, many of the articles talk of how malnourished the boy was, and they said it was so bad to the point that they genuinely couldn't, like, accurately identify the age of the poor fella. But they said he had to have been around four to six years of age, though. Now that they had this little boy, um, the investigation of the identity of the little John Doe started on February 26th of 1957. Now, because he was a small child, you know, cops automatically assumed that people were going to be out there looking for him. They took fingerprints, you know, did the whole nine yards. They thought that, well, you know, it won't take long for anyone to come and, you know, identify a little dude or, you know, give any, like, you know, tips or hints or anything. But sadly, no leads came out of their extensive searching. They tried everything from like, you know, over 400,000 flyers all over the place, um, using what clues were left at the crime scene. They even took a post-mortem photo of him, you know, dressed up, you know, fully dressed in a sitting position to see if it would like jog anyone's memory or if he looked familiar. But sadly, nothing came about it. You know, even to this day, you know, over four decades later, this case has yet to be solved. Um, luckily, though, in 2016, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children did do a reconstruction of the boy's face in hopes that, you know, maybe if a relative somewhere out there is alive, that they could recognize the boy or it could jog anyone's memory, you know, these over 40 years later. Over the years, there have been many, many, many theories on who the boy could be or where he did come from. Um, here are a couple of them. I think I got, like, the top three that I saw. Um, now, there was one theory that the boy 
was actually from like a foster home not too far away from the place where his body was dumped. Um, I know there's one they they think that he ran away from the foster home. Um, there was um, an employee of the medical examiner's office named Remington Bristow that pursued the case until his death in 1993 that actually went to the foster home and he had mentioned that inside there was actually a bassinet of the same brand you know the box that the boy was in he was in a bassinet box and it was the exact same brand and model of the same box that the little boy was inside of and he said that when he went outside he saw like the blankets hanging on the clothesline and he said that a lot of it just kind of added up together, but of course it wasn't enough, like, actual valuable information to go off of. So that theory kind of went out the window, um, sadly. Um, but he did say that with, you know, everything that he did see and everything he did collect for all those years, he, he thinks that the death of the boy was actually an accident. Now, I don't know how, you know, unless he just floated into the box or something, I think the boy was murdered. I I don't know how else to say it or how to think about it or they said he was beaten up so bad. I, I Someone either had to murder the poor little boy, the poor little John Doe, or, or either the some something in the foster home, might have they might have beat him up and then wanted to, you know, cover their tracks so they do all they did but I don't know I don't know about all that I know it definitely wasn't a, a mistake or nothing but hey whatever um one of the second theories is that the boy was actually with a lady named Martha or M like she either went by Martha or she just went by the letter M um it said that the lady Martha I'm just gonna call her Martha that Martha actually bought the little boy from another family like basically illegally bought him and literally just put him through extreme mental and physical abuse um they said like at there was a witness that said um one night that they were eating dinner and they were eating baked beans and i think they said they ate dinner first and then um, Martha had beaten him until he was like semi unconscious and that he had thrown up baked beans and everything. And then they said that they took him to the bathtub and she tried to clean him off and bathe him. But that's where actually he ended up passing away. And, you know, cops said that actually did kind of match up with how his body was found because they did say that there were remnants of baked beans in his stomach and that he did have like wrinkly fingers as if he was in water for a little while. Um, but, um, they ended up saying that the case, I mean, the clues right there didn't go too, too far because I mean, it was, they didn't have enough evidence for it. And plus they said that the neighbors of the lady of Martha, they said they had never even seen a little boy around there. So that, that theory kind of flew out the window afterwards and then they said that the last theory which is like the most wild one I think was that maybe he was raised as a female at one point 
Now I don't I don't I don't know where this one came from, but um they did say that one of the forensic artists um named Frank Bender said maybe that he was raised as a female and maybe they just like cut all his hair off because they did say that they shaved his hair off and it definitely wasn't like a professional cut or anything but they said that maybe because of when Frank I guess looking at the pictures the little boy's eyebrows were shaped and styled in a way I guess that little girl's have their eyebrows shaped or maybe they the whoever was in charge of them had shaped his eyebrows like that I don't know but that one's like one of the the off the wall theories to me I, I, I couldn't tell you yeah, I don't know um but eventually the little boy was laid to rest in Potter's field um then they eventually exhumed him in 1998 trying to get maybe like a little bit more DNA off him see if they could do anything Maybe it had been so many years later that they had the technology that maybe they could do something about it, about it. So they, you know, dug him back up, got a little bit of DNA from his tooth, and then properly reburied him at Ivy Hill Cemetery in Cedar Brook, Philadelphia. Um, I know they said that the man, I can't remember if they say it was the man, the, uh, okay. The man who actually paid for his coffin, his done a funeral service, all that was donated by the son of the man who buried the poor boy in 1957. Um, and I saw one other little sad thing. They were talking about how, you know, the local residents like to decorate his little grave area and tombstone with like flowers and toys. I know it's just a sad case because the boy was so young. And then also to be murdered. And then also at a time when, you know, there wasn't any or enough technology to even, you know, get anything through. You just had to depend on the people around you. And they just had to work with what they had. And sadly, I guess they didn't have enough. Um, I feel so bad because it's just like little boys out here and it's like no one's looking for them. I don't know. It was it's it's a really sad case. He was so young, and then just to like lose your life like that. He wasn't even alive for ten years, and I don't know. I hope that soon, with so much technology now, you can probably probably rob a bank from your phone at this point. I I hope that they'll eventually be able to figure out who he is, or maybe you know be able to match his DNA with someone in the system. I don't know. I'm glad that they did, you know, properly rebury him and everything. Just sad that we don't know who he is or don't have, like, a a proper, you know, knowledge of who the poor boy was. But, um, yeah, um, really another really short case. Once again, I had a lot of information right here, but I talk faster than I think I ever do. Um, so I apologize for that. Um, if you do ever want to watch you know, any YouTube videos about this. I know there are definitely a bunch of them. Um, are there any document? I think there are a couple documentaries about it too. I think there are a lot of documentaries about it. Um, I know it's definitely been talked about, so you can definitely find, you definitely find a bunch of um, YouTube videos and everything. Um, yeah, definitely try out some of the um, 
like cold case shows, especially online. Um, there are definitely a bunch of them. So if you know you ever get a chance, definitely look into it. It's a interesting story. It's one of those that you get lost in, and you just, if you could, you probably try and help out and find Little Boy's Identity too. But um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm so sorry this was short again. Um, uh, I do appreciate your time though, and I thank you for sitting and listening. And I definitely hope to um see you in the next one. All right, bye.